This is the She Do That podcast. She Do That is a London-based animation community aimed at developing female-identifying freelancers' skills and connecting them with people in the industry to strengthen their employability and hopefully go some way to knowing the gender gap we see in animation. Each episode will consist of a conversation between two women from the UK animation industry, one junior and one senior chatting about their specialism and throwing some light on different career paths within the industry. This episode is the second part in a conversation between Harriet Gillian and Helen Brunson on funding in the animation industry. So if you haven't heard part one, please go check it out now. In the second part, Harriet and Helen discuss the importance of spotting opportunities and trying everything. There are some studios, funding bodies and creatives mentioned during the episode, which will pop into the show notes. Now to let the chat continue. And again, it's back to funding, really, um, and that is that, you know, it's to be seen at places. So I know the last couple of years we've all, you know, been seeing each other on Zoom. And um, but, you know, we've started to see the glimmer of people being out and about and um, we speak now. And I know I, I came up for London Film Festival recently a few times. So it's so, so people are starting to, to get out and about, but maybe people start to look at all well, funders follow markets as we call it so there's quite a few in and around the country but also maybe Europe internationally where you can um, go and pitch your wares should we say or even just go and look at other films or go and get the lay of the land really but I, I even know that that costs money <laughs> so so even just looking wider than that maybe there's some um, you know if you have made a film and it's on the British Council list, they've got travel grants, for example. So it's just looking again at something that we call them exports and imports in a way, if it's government speak or, or trade organisations. And maybe they will, you know, be a supporter of you to go to a market to try and sell your film idea. And when I say sell, I mean sort of a, it is different types of conversations, whether it's asking for money, whether it's asking for somebody to work on it, as we just discovered, then there's different conversations to have at film festivals, at conferences. Yeah, so. yeah that's interesting. I, again, I don't know that I would have necessarily thought that there was international funding that would sort of be uh, beneficial to people here in the UK. Like, But I guess, yeah, do do international companies look for projects worldwide like could you would be able to approach people I guess more from a funding pot kind of point of view yeah again it depends who who you are you might want to do a co-production as we call them you know sort of like that and that could be on the short film that can be on a series could be a feature film but um because we've got the tax credits in this country you know so again we're worth some points (laughs) um but um it is a complete jigsaw puzzle, whether it's finance, whether it's putting the projects together in, in a complicated creative way. So the, for the finance side of our business, it is a bit of a jigsaw puzzle. If I grab from here, I can get this. Or, oh, if that person lives in Yorkshire, I could probably access some money. You know, so it's just, 
again, it's just sort of having a more holistic view, I guess, of, you know, even I do mind maps, you know, of all of workflow or whether it's, you know, oh, is there any money over here? Is there any money, you know? So, um, so it's just sort of thinking more outside the box that there might be, I'm just trying to think, you know, there might be a Spanish or French company that are looking for British writers, for example, in your case. And, and that conversation might happen at a film festival where yours and Hannah's, you know, sort of film is being shown or something. So, so again, it's sort of about having that conversation to turn it into a conversation that, that is beneficial to you, really. And I suppose it's always just about asking and approaching people because you just have you never know what people are going to say you know you you might think oh they'll never be interested in somebody like me or I'm too small fry or or something like that but if you are at say Annecy or you know one of the the animation festivals and you you bump into somebody I remember when we went with uni they were like make sure you take business cards and uh, and we were like what I'm not yeah it was uni yeah so you I was sort of there you know we hadn't even finished our degree and I was like try, sort of trying to give people my my business card of like a third year student but um but there's no reason why you shouldn't do that and and just talk to people and people are always looking for ideas I guess so never be afraid to be keen to show an idea or talk about an idea maybe and sell yourself in a way because in terms of you know sort of like you are representing yourself and so therefore um and Alice is a really good example and that is that there's never a better ambassador for your own stuff than yourself so it's sort of that like you never know who you're sitting next to in a bar or a cafe and they might be overhearing your conversation um you don't might know who they are but they're listening in or um, and in Annecy, you know, I famously say that I think a lot of the UK universities, they walk around in gangs, you know, which is lovely if you want to have all have lunch together or, or hang out in the, the park or by the lake. But when you actually turn it into walking around some stands or the stalls, it's split up a bit, you know, do your own thing, I guess. Yeah, that's good advice. That's really good advice. Or, or try to, you know, before you go, um, I do it as well, just to see who's going, who's registered, or who, even if you try and just have, you know, meet new, two new people a day, if that might be your target, you know, and, and give out give out two new business cards, hopefully it'll be more, but that, that that's a plan, you know, don't make it too unrealistic that you can't meet it. You know, I was sat on the bus at Annecy two years ago, and... Um, and just talking, uh, and you know, Bob Peterson from Pixar was in front, he was sitting in the seat in front, and he turned around and started joining us. And you go, well, you're never going to get that time back, no. are you? You know, and um, so it, it's those conversations, and 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 you then learn how friendly everybody is, and it's kind of though a bit of warning is that there are a good and bad time when to pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when someone's having dinner with their family. Maybe not. <laughs> yes, or using the bathroom or, you know what I mean, don't follow them with your business card or, you know, I've had that done to me before now and it's not pleasant, you know. And um, so it's just having a little bit of common sense that um, and not everybody wants to talk about animation all the time, hard as we all think that is, is that, they might want you to ask about their family or 
you know, all personal hobbies or, you know, you, you just don't know where the conversation is going. It's just having some social skills, I guess, yeah. is what we're trying to say. Reading the room and, and finding the right moment. Yeah, because we all work off first impressions. Yeah. We're human, yeah. <laughs> you know. We, Definitely. We, we sort of work off, you know, sort of that really. But, um, and people forget when they're applying for the funding, just to put down how the duration, the technique, you know, maybe there's a creative vision, you know, that you want to really get across that, and it might be, you might think, oh, that's a really complicated way to describe it. So just try and simplify it, keep re- refining the words that you want to describe your project. And I'm, I'm using the word project quite loosely, because again, I, as we've established, it might not be a film, it might be that you want to test out a new you might want to do some research and development for an immersive project, for example. So, you know, different thing, different um, types of applications require different thinking in some ways. Yes, definitely. I, I don't know whether we sort of might have covered this, but how did you get more involved in, uh, like, the EP side? What was it that you said you were doing at Ardman? Were you producer there as well? Yeah, so I did, um, I did series producing and I did um, uh, at one point I was head of short films and then the broadcast manager so you know sort of like in terms of all the development side yeah you just learn your ropes I guess one thing to say is that we've all been at the start so is it is everybody forgets that we've all started somewhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and I guess for me um and producing, it started in uni for me, where we had a great year in that um, there was only 15 of us in, in the class, and some you will still know to this day. So we had a really strong year that we really looked out for each other and helped each other with our own films. And, and I soon discovered that um, I quite liked the producing side, and we get some some others to work on the animation side with me and so it was just more collaborative in that sense and we had a really good rapport with the years above us as well so so again it sort of felt really good um and from that I when I graduated I mean this is all pre you know pre-emails pre you had to know who to write to should we say and they literally were sending out showreels or in my case it was um I agreed to organise the graduation show and invited as many industry people as possible to the screening, you know, and then you just would work the room. Um, and then from my, I just, I just always managed to ask the right people or get headhunted to work on the Cardiff Animation Festival when it was in, in Cardiff in 94. I worked as a painter and tracer. So back in the day, we don't do that anymore. So sort of like, so... I just literally said had probably what you'd class as craft skills, you know, so so I still was doing that, but kind of knew I didn't want to be an animator, you know, but I think it puts you in good stead if you do have a classical route up like you had, you know, to be able to springboard into the other aspects of the filmmaking process or the, the industry in general. Um and I've just worked worked my way up, for want of a better word. And I guess all the way along, I think you know, right at the start, you were saying that you wrote to me in Ardman. I think I've always I've always wanted to to write back to everybody that did write a letter. That was one of my one aim, and that's what Ardman we wanted to um, 
uh, to have as a good, you know, a good thing that we did write back to everybody. Um, and no matter how time consuming that was, a lot of people, you know, writing in, but we did write back to everybody. And, and I think that was always my chance to support or nurture new talent. And um, we had test space back in the day within one of the studios, which was kind of a long and narrow studio. And I used to be able to put new talent into one of those or to support them. And then for that reason, again, you know, it's, it, I think what it is for people, even it doesn't matter who you are, actually, it's spotting that opportunity for yourself mm. um, and sort of being able to say, actually, that opportunity will lead me on to something else. So in this case, it was somebody that was able to then see the workings of a studio and be able to go and sit in a canteen and mix with other types like we've just been saying at film festivals or something. So it it's how you conduct yourself and, and always take advantage of somebody who's offering you that opportunity. But... I think the hardest thing is to spot that opportunity in the first place. Yeah, and and I think have the confidence to to sort of push yourself to believe that that is what is in front of you. Because I think sometimes you could probably play it down and be a bit like, oh, but should I? I don't. Maybe they weren't saying that to me, and you kind of you could misread it. But I think, like you said, most people in the, everyone in the animation industry is very lovely. And everyone seems to like want to sort of nurture each other. And I think that, you know, you should always maybe take the uh, the optimistic view, I guess, of a situation. And all it would take is a sort of follow-up email for them, for somebody to clarify, yes, I can help you. Or no, maybe not at the moment, but try again. Or Absolutely. And, and I guess it's... Um... And I guess it's going back to if somebody says, no, I can't help you, um, but check in with us again, they actually mean that, is what probably you're saying. So, so always check in with somebody a few months later going, oh, I've done this since I last spoke to you, you know, and um, so you can always keep, it, keep a part of that relationship going with a studio or it might be an individual. And, and I think there's, I think always to have ambitions, so you might currently see you know, an individual or a studio or a company that you wish to work for. And so always look at the credits of films or say, well, actually, I really like that film. Who who made it? Who worked on it? I didn't know it existed until I saw it. And and then go and, go and try and be friends with those people, you know, or um, a contact and build your network that way. And I feel over the years that myself I've invested a lot of time and 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 produced a lot of sessions at somewhere like the children's media conference for example which has grown my network believe it or not you know it might have taken hours to do it so I wouldn't always be put off and I and I and I really really mean this when we talk to talent it doesn't matter who, who you are what level what what experience you've got and that is never be afraid to try a bit of everything who who in the world tells you that you've got to specialize straight away just try everything if you're still not sure just keep trying you know definitely have you seen over the years funding avenues change and come and go you know because I, I feel maybe when when I was graduating and maybe just before I felt like there was a lot of I mean, I guess it's just the nature of the world that like TV channels have broadened so massively. But there would be a lot of like Channel 4 ran sort of funding schemes like the BBC 
Uh, I think, did ITV do some? I can't remember. But it, it because, I guess, because there were far less channels, you would often see, like, late night on Channel 4 or whatever, British uh, animation, like, that had been funded to be put up there. And I guess these days, maybe there's more opportunities, it's just more spread out. But how do you, how have you seen it changed over the years? I think it's changed a lot. I think I, I agree with that. And I think... Everybody talks about, which I, I do and I don't see it this way, about the golden years of funding. And I feel that um, I feel there has been a real hiatus, especially for short films. Hence, you know, maybe what we're talking today as well is sort of like there was a definite hiatus. There's no reason, it was dry of funding, absolutely. And to be fair, when I was at Animation UK, um, myself and my colleague Kate O'Connor, we I really pushed, wanted to speak to the BFI. And to be fair, to their credit, the BFI have been great and really put their money where their mouth is. Um, now, as an industry, we've got to try and help that not go away. You know, because I think, um, I think um, what happens is that we get a taste of it and then, and then it suddenly goes. I'm not saying it will. It's not my business to say. But, um, but I feel that... Maybe it has started that. So what we've actually lost is people experimenting or trying out new techniques or working with new people or different teams in order to create a body of work. And I think we've spoke about it before. In order to do that, then they they still have to self-fund in lots of instances. Um, or they still have to get projects away. So hence people have, you know, sort of done a, um, a co-production with France or, you know, to get their films away. It's anywhere you can. Um, but there definitely was what I would say progressional ladder of funding that you could apply for if you were straight out of uni. There was some emerging times. There still is. You know, we used to have um, storyboard competitions by some key networks back in the day. I think, you know, um, I think some of those are coming back on. Maybe, they, you know, back in my day when I first saw there used to be pilot schemes for TV shows or you know, you used to be, so there was a definite, definite, definite difference for format, shall we say. So if you wanted to make a TV series, you might want to start with a pilot. If you want to make a short film, this is how you make it. Um, the world of funding has definitely in decline. Um, and I guess what we do still lack, if I had to get on and advocate this, it would be about development funding, you know, that we don't, we don't have enough pots that are, for script writing, that you want, you know, you've got a brilliant idea, but you need to take it to the next, you need to take it to script, you need to see whether it works. Um, and um, so, you know, we haven't got enough of, of that type of funding. I don't agree there's a lack of talent in the UK, I do not, you know, so we're all, yeah, there's a fantastic array of talent out there. I guess what what's it means when the, sh the funding has got cut from something like short films, it, what it means is that nobody's using it as a test bed for roles. So, you know, whether you're testing yourself as an animator or whether you're testing yourself as a producer or working up, to, you know. So I guess there isn't then people that are leaping to the next next level of their careers to say, actually, I do want to become a producer. I've cut my teeth on lots and lots of short films. This is where I want to be. So I think we've got a lot of work as an industry to do, but that's not to say that the likes of screen skills don't have 
good, great initiatives and great training out there. And again, if you're... Yes, green schools are very good. And if you're thinking exactly that, and if you if you are listening in to this and you think, oh, I don't know about screen schools, go and check them out or this trainee finder for animation now. And there's, there's, a, there's a lot you should be signing up for, I guess, just to see where it is. But I don't believe we're really really rich for funding but there are lots of little pockets to look for yeah I wonder also if things have changed a little bit just in terms of you know people that graduated after me and people that I'm working with now in the industry I think um or I wonder if part of that discovering where they fit in the industry and what they like and what they do is actually, it is still happening. It's just being self-funded or it's just people um, are more likely to do it in their own time. Like when I think about other people I've worked with, you know, they're very, very... Um, prolific. They push, <laughs> yeah, they push, yeah, they're prolific, but they've done it all off their own back. You know, they're not, they're not actively necessarily looking for funding, but it hasn't stopped them making short films or animating like amazing little scenes and gifs or whatever so maybe it is a bit of a downer to say that we're being held back by the funding because I think people maybe are still doing stuff but it is a shame that there isn't an avenue in which people can get paid or funded to do that stuff because it is very much in their own time and that's maybe the the is that the difference that but people must have been making things in their own time ever since. Absolutely. And, and I think sometimes people make things in their own time because they don't want anybody to answer. True. And it might be that, that people want to test something and they don't want to share that yet. You know, so there's so many different answers to that, isn't there? And I feel, but I think you're right. There must be, there's loads of people out there that have got turned away from every funding going and they've made it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and 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 probably uh, and no doubt won awards, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. the one that everybody turned down. Um, so I th- I feel there's a little bit of everything there, really, because I think sometimes um, I know how it feels to probably think, oh, my idea isn't, you know, let, for what comes of a horrible term, mainstream, or it's a bit out here, or it's a bit over there, and you think. So probably nobody's going to watch it. So again, you know, we've got to consider, haven't we, when we apply for funding, especially for shorts, is who's going to watch it? Who are your audience? You know, those are the audience questions. You know, so it's got to be, it's got to be accessible. Um, and sometimes people don't want it to be, so it might not fit the criteria of some of the funding. That's true. Yeah. But but at least they've given it a go. And and I guess my overall thing today that I always say is that. I commend anybody that makes anything. I think it's really hard sometimes to be motivated. And I think it's really hard to learn new software, persevere. And, you know, and so I commend whoever's making out there at the moment, because I think it it is, it remains a hard climate. Definitely does. Do you see it um, changing at all? You know, like we're saying to be a fire doing more stuff and, you know, Netflix have had their... um, uh, Love Death Robot series, which is all short. So the, the sort of short format, it, it doesn't feel like it's come back ma- massively, but, you know, it it's like 
there's little inklings that, oh, maybe we can do something with this. And obviously people like Netflix or any streaming services are looking for content. So maybe this is perhaps the start of a very interesting time if people, I don't know, have you had a lot of interaction with people like Netflix um, when you've been doing stuff? I haven't personally, but look, I admire them greatly. Uh, I think you hang out in the same circles <laughs> yeah. um, and you go for a few lunches. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I guess sort of like it's, um, I commend anybody that, like a Netflix, who's really, really putting it out there in terms of a business strategy and they're really supporting animation. Long may that continue. I hope it doesn't go away anytime soon. And it's the fact that with the streamers, they they're not constrained by formats as much, I guess, is what we're trying to sort of say. Even though I think, you know, I quite I, I do like um Love Death Robots and because I feel that you know but again it's based on heavy metal back in the day. So there's there's lots of sort of you know, again it's sort of bringing it back to a new new audience or new generation and I really like that. And and I've always, always felt in my heart that the short format, whether it's short films or interstitials, anything under five minutes working on air is really good. I think it's really a great format. If those, you know, back in the day, my Ardman, we had this great um, series going called Angry Kids, which was 90, you know, 60 seconds, you know, or sometimes there was a, there was a special, award-winning special or whatever. And as we both know, it's really hard to get a story across in 60 seconds, but it's really good discipline, you know. And um, back in my day, we used to do more things 60 seconds. And uh, again, as a producer, it was really good to produce that because, again, it really got you thinking that, of how that, how that duration works. And, um, and it's great as a writer because you've got to get a, a story into that 60 seconds, you know. And uh, so, yeah, so, so I feel I would like to think that short form is here. Um, and also, I'm really impressed with, you know, Locksmith, for example. Uh, you know, I can go on forever with the names that I really admire in the industry. But again, doing a feature film here in the UK and I haven't done a feature film in my time. I don't know, you know, the, you know the, what the thought of a 90 minute film is like or 80 or 90 minutes to, you know, do. But um but I th- I think um I think I'd like to think short form is his say and I recommend anybody to think in that format as well you know something that's really short and um, can grab people is really good so that was a long winded answer to <laughs> yes Netflix are doing some good stuff but then other people are as other streamers are as well so I guess it's just uh, just having that that sort of vague notion that like you say short form is maybe it it's always been there but it's more obvious again at the moment with the with those roots and people needing content that you think oh well i mean they've done two series of love death robot maybe you know maybe more things like that will will come up um you know like blue zoo i think they do a um a sort of in-house pitch to make a short um and i guess a lot of companies do that too I guess that's another way of perhaps workshopping IT I think Wild Seed in Bristol they run a submissions thing so those things even I guess maybe if they're not fully funding they are still if it comes back to collaboration again it's all about getting your idea out there and your name out there and and finding the team but obviously you have to sort of be working at those companies maybe but 
Absolutely. And somebody like Miles from Wealthy would always say the money will follow the talent, you know. So sort of like, so the fact that if, if they're if they're treating the, their their brilliant talent pool as an incubator for ideas as well as experience and you know and and that that is all really brilliant because I I would like to say that one of the downsides of our business is let's face it animation takes so long <laughs> we can't deny that <laughs> and. And, and so anything that we can cut our teeth on and move on to the next thing and what we've learned from that bit is, is, is great. So if somebody has got ideas for one minute, I mean, it still requires the same process, you know, in terms of it, everything needs to be built, everything needs to come from somewhere. Um, but I love those ingenious ideas. You know, I, I always think that, you know, um, pixelation is a really great technique, you know, that I just and I like to think that something like Netflix are mixing it up a bit. You know, we're, sort of like, we don't have to see the same techniques all the time. We can mix it up and we can really push the boundaries. And I think that's what we all do really, really well in, as an industry. Yes. Is there anything um, when you've been on panels or juries? Is there anything you feel like you would be interested to see more of? Whether that's like a style or story types, genres. I guess what I'm asking is, is there already quite a lot of diversity in the applications that you see? Or is there perhaps like little corners of genres or whatever that, you know, aren't being put forward and would therefore sort of stand out a bit more or be of any more interest? I think, um, and this is me on the wider level, really, not just shorts, maybe TV as well. And that is, I think, always... I think comedy really needs to rise to the top more when it comes to funding in some ways. I feel that this is such a generalisation, and I don't mean it to, but a lot of you know a lot of the themes within films come from those personal experiences, and and as you can imagine, over the last couple of years, people have got even more themes yeah. to write about. And you see this, you know, sort of when you go to film festivals, you know, that the it doesn't matter how that pre-selection has been done, the films that you see in front of you, sometimes there's a lot of common themes right, going yeah. on, you know. And yeah. um, I think... It, and I think we see it in 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 films coming out of Hollywood. You know, I, I think there's there's definitely themes, a roller coaster of themes that go on. So, but I'm always, for me personally, I always love to see a comedy in there or a film that's driven towards a family or, you know, I'd like I I don't, but I also quite you know I also like seeing pushing the boundaries on the older end. You know, really pushing the boundaries or. Or it being so um, confusing graphically that it's actually really stunning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we all need uh, our minds I've got no blown. example to this. I'm just sort of trying to think of saying no, 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 in, no, in a general cool. view. But I think, and I do think that you know, we used to see in the 80s and 90s as well. There used to be animation you know, in lots of things for fantasy and sci-fi. But it's really pushing it out to different genres as well. You know, a great animated horror film or, you know, this, I just think we can, um, and I'm not saying that those don't exist. I'm just sort of saying that I think more more people that can think outside the box for using the medium and using the art form, um, I think is, is, 
is what I love still to be part of, I guess. Do, do, would you agree? Or? Yeah, no, I, do, I definitely would. I think, um, you know, again, Hannah would sort of say this a lot when we were talking about the film, our film, and, and, you know, like we've really tried to push what happens in the film, you know, because you could never do that in reality, <laughs> as you know. Uh, but, yeah, so her thing was always like, well, it's animation, you know, we should do everything that we can do because we can do anything in it you know so absolutely yeah. and really and and I guess um and uh, you know and I can't wait for people to see that film by Me the way too. I think it's really something <laughs> but um, I mean, we can't talk about it but it really but I think we also if I remember correctly we were questioning you on the sound and what what's it going to sound like what, what what is it going to look like and and um and I think again people forget what performance can come from um, that and how and actually that's a really good point is sort of like when you talk about funding is making sure that there's an animatic process involved or a storyboard process so funders can see what they're going to get you know because again um, you know sort of not not many people are used to looking at animatics. Um, Would you say people on the panels for these things respond better to scripts or storyboards or an animatic I mean I get because I guess the the panels are usually fairly varied but you know in, in a sort of commercial t- world sometimes when you like say if I work with a new client and they've never really done animation before and I show them an animatic and they and you sort of have to walk them through what an animatic is or whatever so is it maybe all right to not have a script and just have a storyboard or is it better do you think given who's going to be reading it to make sure you have a script I'm just trying to think I mean you know someone like the BFI they're brilliant at stories so they're naturally going to love a script absolutely and 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 so I'd say that first and foremost but however you know a really good storyboard is also doing doing a job yeah and definitely. um and and I hear you when you know because I've literally sat in with clients who have said oh is it all going to look black and white yeah you know, is, is it, what's <laughs> yeah. it? <laughs> oh, when does it move you yeah um, is this the final and, thing yes yeah. yes it is <laughs> <laughs> um and I, but I guess it's sort of it's I guess it's to go slightly to a presentation board animatic where a lot of things are moving to get something across. And it might be, as we all know, I know I'm talking to an audience that will already know what an animatic and storyboard are, but it's just getting over what that what that rhythm and that pace is. Of, and, and if it's not working for you, then that's what funders or people on panels are going to pick up on as well. It's sort of, all oh, it was a bit too confusing for me. I didn't know what was going on. So it's just having that balance of, I think it's fine not to have a script, I, but don't hold me to that, everybody out there that are applying. But, um, but, I think it's, um, but I do think it's really good. If you can't write it down in a paragraph, I think you might be in trouble. Yeah, yeah I will agree with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I think you have to, I do think you do, sadly, I think I've said this already, for those who don't like writing, <laughs> is Call to me. either find a writer <laughs> like yourself or, or to try and just put down what you want people to take away from it. Because that's, that's the bottom line is that you're speaking to funders who want to know what their audience are going to watch, you know. 
Yeah, I suppose in a way it's sort of like in advertising, you sort of you're pitching a, a dream or a lifestyle, or you know, for I'm going very madman here, but you know,、uh, I guess it's that same thing. You want to make somebody look at what you're showing them and be like, yes, I, like if this came together, that would be amazing. This would be an amazing thing. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think there are some tricky genres in animation to get across. You know, like the more, you know, experimental films. I don't think they're tricky, by the way. I, you know, yeah, I love no, experimental I know. films, but I'm always the champion for them, actually. Yeah.、Um, but but you know, you you've got to you've got to maybe sell it a little bit more.、Um, and obviously, if it's a narrative. I'm not saying experimental can't be narrative. I'm just sort of saying that if there's a more narrative driven, then then maybe you might have to polish the dialogue, as we know, or the dialogue might not be right, but it's a really good idea. So it's it, it's all about experimentation in that sense.、Um, and where was I going with that? Is um it's more to to sort of know what the idea is. You're right. In advertising, you get to the end and you've got the product. However, I would like to say that we've all sat in film screenings where some films have been a little too long. <laughs> you know, they could have, they could have done with a, having a little bit of time shaved off it, shall we say?、Um, and you feel a little bit cheated for that, don't you? Yeah, you, know, you totally, get to the end of a、yeah. commercial and you think, oh yeah, I know what you're、exactly. trying to sell me. And and as a filmmaker, you don't want that to happen either. You know that you don't want to lose your audience. You've made so much. You've put so much effort into it. If there is a lag, you sort of need to figure out why or what you can do to sort of pull it absolutely. And there was a very famous moment I've had in Annecy, where in one of the competition screenings, the 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 competition screening ended with a twenty, I want to say twenty six, twenty seven minute film, and it was the Titanic going down, but from the view of the iceberg. Oh. So, so the、um, so for twenty four minutes, let's say, it was just the Titanic coming closer and closer to the iceberg. Oh, oh! And、um, and <laughs> and so many people walked out, and it was a big, you know, it's a big auditorium in Annecy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and、cute. and I remember we were one of the hardcore things, <laughs> and I think for the last two minutes, everybody was cla- slow clapping it in, you know, and.、Um, <laughs> And and that has left a mark. You know, there's many films that have left a mark with me, but that one in particular, I was thinking, oh, little. I I pleased. I stayed for it, but it did take up 26 minutes of my life. You know. <laughs> wow, that's amazing.、Um, <laughs> and then lots of people left, and they haven't seen it. So. So you've just got to think about that, really, and、um, I, I, and don't do that idea because that's all <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> no one needs to see another twenty-five minutes of the Titanic.、Oh. Uh, but then we all know that another another type of film might zip through, and it goes, "Oh my God, was that twenty-six minutes? That was that was that slipped through."、Um, I just think, you know, in summary, I think you know people just try, keep on trying. The more you can apply for funding, the more funders get to know you, I guess, and to know that you're working in a particular、uh, area of the country, or that,、um, or if you try this, you know, maybe you know, have you tried this funding? You're not eligible for this, but we've got something coming up in the new year, and this is that, you know. So it's just again, it's about relationship building with.、Um, Different organisations, really, or finding yourself with, you know, that that you you need to go and meet a producer, 
and how do you meet them you yes. know that was the other thing I was gonna say I was I think it was is it girls on film the the thing on Instagram I think I follow and they did a thing uh, an interview with a with a writer was it a writer or a director and a producer and and it really sort of solidified again for me that actually again it is all about collaboration and team and finding other people that want to champion an idea with you and having a producer on board we were very lucky obviously Hannah is repped by Strange Beast and so Strange Beast were there because again with the BFI thing I wouldn't have been I don't I would have to have found a producer a freelance producer to come on board which in my head sounds like probably a bigger problem than maybe it is in reality and I think that could be something that maybe holds people back is you know maybe a lot of animators or directors don't want to have to deal with the producing side you know that's quite a different role for us um and I I would say yeah maybe it's a smart thing to also as long network with other animators and directors but also make sure you're networking with producers and people that are going to sort of want to like help you get something made if you don't feel you've got the skills for that absolutely and also you know not to forget that that producers were were potentially once production assistants production managers so it's getting to know the whole you know sort of realm of talent that we've got so for example, you know, a current production manager is a producer in the making, producer in the making potentially. So get to know that that as well, you know, them as well is what I want to say, because they might champion you, and and people sometimes move up very quickly. So by the time it comes around to another funding bit, they might be a producer. So it, it's sort of a, it's it's networking with everybody, and and I would and I would also say network with. As older people, should we say, in terms of the ones that have been in the industry a long time, because we can, you can pick our brains, or you can ask us, or you can. Um, so again, sort of, like, I think people of my generation have got a lot to, lot to give and lots to offer. I'm not, I'm not putting it out there that I want lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> Those email addresses. <laughs> I just put it in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I love you all, but no. Um, but um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, uh, but there are loads of producers out there. And again, I'm just sort of saying that. Um, and one train of thought is that there are lots of live action producers who have a love for animation, and so again, you might feel that they they're not naturally a fit for you. But ask them. You've got nothing to lose, you know, or to say. I saw that live action film and it, it, you know, I always remember seeing the film Delicatessen and thinking it's actually got a lot of animation, you know, it's got a lot of animation thinking in it. Um, and then little did I know they were actually trained as animators. So it's just, it's just been out of your comfort zone, potentially watching live action as well as animation and actually looking at the credits that have made up the, the film really and just sort of checking them out. And if you like something, ask the people that made it to say I really like that yeah yeah that's great advice I think that's always good advice to just go go look at who made what you like and who's doing stuff that you like and or who you admire and and just give it a go you know yeah absolutely I think it's um more valuable but um but I know lots of people listening to this will be successful in getting funding and um and I think it's just been 
um, sort of true about you, you know, sort of your application as well. And, you know, just keep keep asking yourself, is it persevering? We all, we know that, you know, sort of like we're ideas people at the end of the day. So ideas run through your heads all the time. I'm sure you've got millions of ideas <laughs> in your head, you know, sort of yeah. what you want to write, but you can't write quick enough. Um and and then it's just somebody to collaborate, as you said, sort of to bring that to like, and there will be something out there for you, you know, funding wise. Yeah, I think it probably is again like what like you said right at the beginning is, is sort of just figuring out what's right for you because I think you know development too. If you if you can find development fund, that's probably a really great way to get a pitch together for something bigger maybe you know like don't necessarily think okay well I'm going to jump to this like the massive BFI fund start where you think you need to start do you need that is that likely or do you think you do need a bit of time and maybe you can get a bit of money to develop and then you'll be in a stronger position to jump forward that I think that's a really interesting takeaway and the BFI is such a great organisation. It's got the BFI network and it's got the hubs throughout the country. So it's got always got executives that are in your region that you can talk to um, for for advice, you know. And um, so so just keep, but then the arts councils do as well, or the British Council, or you know, sort of government funding, training initiatives. Look at the whole thing of yeah, you know the whole that. Picture. Yeah, and, and some local um, companies. That's the beauty of um, our industry is there are little pockets of people everywhere around the country. You know, there. I don't believe there's probably many towns out there that doesn't have an animation-related <laughs> story yeah. or person working yeah. in it, you know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So don't, don't feel just because you're sitting in a really remote rural area that there isn't something for you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, with lockdown and the last year or two, you know, everybody has sort of either moved around or people that weren't necessarily in the big cities, you know, have felt like, okay, well, everyone is kind of on the isolated and on their own. And maybe that's like leveled a bit, you know, you can feel like less like, oh, I've got to be in London or Bristol or Manchester. And that's a nice thing. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. So, yeah, but I, was, I just wish everybody... The best of luck. <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> Me too. And it's just lovely meeting new people and whoever's going to get it, you know, get the funding for the next few years. You know. Were you on the panel this year for the BFI thing? Has it has it come up? I yet? don't think it's. I don't think the panel's happened yet. Oh so. no! So, uh, submissions maybe just gone in or something. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I think we're at uh, choosing stage. Yeah, but will you be one? Are you on the panel? I hope so. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you will be. <laughs> but it's been a pleasure working for them. I think that, and I think you know, you know that they teach me a lot. <laughs> so that's 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 fine by my books. It's yeah, it's lovely. Okay. Well, we All should right. wrap it up then, isn't yeah. it? And, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. I do wish everybody the best of luck and look forward to seeing everybody's everybody's work. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think go out there, see what's there. But thank you. It's been lovely to talk to you more, actually. So I know you too. Yeah. yeah, it's been really lovely. You're you're a name I've known for so long, and um, and just never had like a proper proper chat with. So it's really oh, it's yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything and for being a big champion of it all as well. Thank you for listening to this episode from our series of conversations with women in the UK animation industry. 
This is our first podcast, so we hope it will be helpful. We look forward to hearing your feedback. We'll be recording a Q&A after the release of this episode, so please write in if you have any questions you'd like our speakers to answer. Our email is shedrewthat.animation at gmail.com. We're really looking forward to reading your questions. Stay tuned for our Q&A, and from everyone at She Drew That, thank you for listening.